When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. From the University of Oklahoma, this is the Oklahoma 2020 Spring Football Press Conference with head football coach Lincoln Riley. Today's press conference is brought to you by Allstate. College football is mayhem. This season, protect yourself from mayhem with Allstate. Now, here's the head football coach of the University of Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley. All right, thanks, Mike. Um, all right, welcome. Uh, really, really excited to get, get this spring practice underway. Um, been a, as we said, uh, a couple of weeks back, this has really been a, a very, very strong offseason. I've been, been extremely proud of the way our guys have responded to it. Um, just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of fun as you start to learn the personality of a group. And I, we had our coaching stations a couple of weeks back, you know, and a chance for all our coaches to fully get back around our guys, see the work that Coach Wiley and our strength staff have done with them. And, and you start to get a feel for the personality of this team and I, I, I like the way this team works um, without a doubt and there's we're still kind of young new unproven in a lot of areas but you can you can feel a, a strong sense of cohesion with this group already um, I've been very proud of how our, our mid-years have come in and, and done a great job handling the this big transition handling our strength program, academically, all that. It's, it's definitely been one of the strongest group uh, for groups that we've had in from a mid-year perspective so far. So can't wait to get those guys on the field uh, as well. So uh, I think we've got a tremendous schedule laid out. Um, we've got a group that is, uh, that is pretty healthy, uh, limited uh, here in these first couple of uh, practices. is going to be Nick Benito, Marcus Major, Justin Brules, and Delaren Turner-Yale. Uh, some some of those guys recovering from some things that happened during the season. Uh, nothing serious. All guys that we expect to have um, sooner rather than later here in spring ball. 
uh, the guys that will be out with uh, that have had surgeries and are on the on the mend right now, Trey Sermon, Jalen Redmond, uh, Theo Howard, John Michael Terry. Uh, so all expected, all of those guys doing well. Those those guys will all be full participants um, in our next offseason period uh, after spring ball and and. All, all four of those guys doing extremely well. Uh, two position changes that we're going to look at. Uh, here to start, uh, both Robert Barnes and Jamal Morris, we're going to work at linebacker uh, here this spring. Um, two guys that when we, when we recruited them, uh, you know, had the length, um, the potential to get that big. Uh, and, and we always knew in the back of our minds that this was going to be uh, an option. Didn't know exactly how that would play out, but uh, we, we've We've gone forward with that this entire spring, so we've put those guys on a plan to obviously add just a little bit more weight to their frames uh, and be ready to uh, uh, be ready to go, so that we can take a look at them at inside linebacker here at the spring. Um, and then also would want to announce uh, this spring or these last uh, few spring games have been have been tremendous, uh, just with the way our our fans have responded, uh, the way our administrations responded. We've done. Obviously, a lot of new things, making the game uh, more of a true game format, added all kinds of entertainment. We had the night game last year, which obviously getting ready to have another uh, great 5 o'clock kickoff. Um, so it's really become a tremendous event for fans, recruits, our team, everybody. And that's something, you know, that's a tradition that we want to continue and even further. Um, so uh, to highlight the, the festivities uh, of this, this weekend, and there will be plenty more going on around the game that, that we're going to announce here in the near future. But uh, we are going to unveil uh, Baker Mayfield's Heisman statue. Uh, uh, and in a, a little bit of a new um, a new thought process or a new approach to that is we're actually going to unveil it uh, in the stadium. Uh, and it, that will be a part of the game. So we'll, we'll release some more details, talk more specifics about how that's going to happen. but. Um, I think the thought is instead of a, a ceremony outside the stadium, why not include all 50, 60, 70,000, whatever, you know, whatever is there, why not include all of them in that moment? So going to be a pretty cool historic moment uh, for this program and, uh, and just add to all the great things we're going to have going on around our spring game. So excited about practice and certainly looking forward to, uh, to April the 18th at 5 o'clock. Lincoln, your quarterbacks are not experienced this year. I mean, Tanner's played a little bit. Uh, you know, Spencer hasn't played at all. So is it a different process in the spring, or is it like you've done so many other times before? Yeah, it's 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 different. You know, it's they're they're not experienced, uh, but they're also they're experienced here. Um, so it's. Uh, yeah, it's definitely been a different process than, than certainly compared to last spring. I, I would say it's it's been more similar to, you know, like the years, you know, especially maybe the year where we had uh, Austin and Kyler, you know, kind of both coming back and both guys had been, you know, neither one had played a ton yet, but they had both been in the system, uh, had both been in our program. So, yeah, there's some game experience that these guys don't have and aren't going to have. Uh, we get that, but but there's no doubt uh, there is some. It is nice to have guys that have been here, and it's not all just brand new. You know, at this time last year, obviously we were 
you know, we were force feeding, especially Jalen, you know, at that point, trying just to trying to get him caught up as fast as possible. So it's it's been a little bit different tone in there because of that. And uh, but I think they're 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 guys that are ready. I mean, we're we're you know we're we're very excited about the guys that are in that room, the the guys that they've been able to learn under during their time. Um, I feel like they're both ready to be the starting quarterback here. And uh, you know, if we didn't, we would have brought somebody else in. I mean, that's we've obviously have had a history of that. But those these guys are ready. They're good enough. They're talented enough. It's it's uh, it's their time. Lincoln, you mentioned um, back before workouts started, like the coaching stations. Uh, I don't know you guys made like some videos about that. What 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 is that all about? And what did you learn, kind of, about your team, maybe that you you wouldn't know without that heading into this week? Yeah, you know, it's kind of our version of you know, there's kind of the you know your boot camp, your week of hell, you know, whatever however you want to describe it. That's that's. It's kind of our version of it. Uh, it's evolved through the years. I think. Um, I think, like anything, it you try to you try to design it based on what you think your team is or what you think your team needs. I think with the as our, you know, as we've had some new faces in on the coaching staff, that's that's changed the perception of it because it is run by the coaches. Um, and I think it's just kind of a snapshot for us to to. Kind of put off season on hold for a week, the the, the specific training, and just get these guys together. And we, you know, it's uh, it's it's without giving too many details. It's something we do early each morning. Um, guys are graded very specifically on some key categories. Guys are put in very very adverse situations, physically and mentally, to see one, how do they handle it? Uh, you know, two. Uh, you start to see leaders emerge within the group. You start to see the personality of the group. Um, and I think it helps you as coaches kind of, it helps you figure out, you know, maybe where we're at maybe at this point and, and where we need to go, how we need to attack it. Um, it's one of the best things I think that we do that to put guys in situations that are very similar to game situations where unexpected, very difficult things are going to come up and you start to figure out who can handle it and who's not ready to yet. Uh, Coach, does it matter to you if one or the other quarterback establishes himself as the front runner during the spring, or do you fully expect that to carry over into the fall? Uh, no, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I, I'm certainly not opposed to if we had uh, if we had a clear cut starter after spring of 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 doing something. Then um, I think there's. I do think there's advantages to that if you're if you're able to do that. Um, you know, team knowing who the starter is going to be, um, you know, probably first and foremost. And there's definitely just there's definitely some advantages both ways. I, I just think you have to let these things play out. You know, I, I know. You know, everybody wants to come to conclusions. Everybody wants to know. Um, you know what it's going to be, but. I mean, and I know these things get dissected every which way, and I know they're going to continue to forever. That's, that's just the nature of the business. But I mean, to me, it's it's so it's so simple. I mean, it's the very it's the like the very core of team sports. It's you, you let you let you know however many people you have, you, you let them just truly compete for a spot and may the best man win. And I mean, and to me, it's 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 that simple. And so I've never felt any pressure on it to. 
you know, to have a timeline to to feel like it needs to be done by here, by there. There's obviously a timeline at, at some point on the back end of this as you start to get close to the first game. But I think these things just you have to let them evolve, and uh, each one of them is different. And uh, so it'll be fun to watch these guys because they're both prepared and both experienced and and both very talented players. Lincoln, uh, how long have you guys been tinkering with the idea of putting Robert at linebacker and how quickly do you want to have that sort of resolved as it relates to filling Kenneth Murray's spot? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we had some conversations uh, late last year, uh, you know, once, uh, once we'd all made the decision that, you know, to, to redshirt Robert, it was a conversation about just kind of his future, uh, the way his body had, had evolved. And then also, I think, for him and all of us getting to see, you know, what speed D looks like and, you know, where does he best fit in in that. And uh, I think that combined with, you know, certainly losing Kenneth and some opportunities there at, at inside linebacker, it just it just made sense all the way around. So even at the end of the end of the year last year, kind of through his training, we started to kind of slowly put a little bit of weight on him. And then as we decided to go full speed ahead with this, we've been a little bit more aggressive. And, um, you know, he's responded well, done well. Um, so, you know, we're going to have some some depth and talent in that room, though. I mean, without a doubt, you know, obviously having Caleb back full speed, Deshaun White back, uh, Brian Osamoa has really had a tremendous offseason so far. And I think one of the more talented guys in that room you know, Brian Mead has been a, you know, kind of a steady fixture in that room for, for several years now. And then Shane Witter's really come in and done a nice job. He's been very, very impressive for a young guy here so far. So um, it's going to be a very competitive room. Was Robert's redshirt year, was that kind of tailored for, I mean, did that end up happening because there was a position change that was going to happen or was he held back because of health reasons or anything? No, no, I think, uh, I think it was one of those situations where uh, just kind of looked at, where he was and opportunities uh, for the future. Um, I don't know that that was necessarily that those two decisions were made at the same time. Um, I think more is about kind of where he was uh, as a player at that point and, and thinking that, that that year could be of benefit. And then as time went on, it just were conversations that we continually had and, and made sense all the way around. Jason Kersey. Yeah, Lincoln. <clears throat> Major League Baseball and the NHL and NBA have all either loosened or eliminated marijuana testing. I'm curious if you think that's going to happen at the college level and if you think it should happen at the college level. Uh, I do think it's going to happen. Uh, when is everybody's best guess, but the, the if you look at the trends in other sports, I, I think you would certainly say probably sooner rather than later. Um, that just seems to be the way that the world's going. Um, would I like to see it happen? It, my deal is the, the welfare of the student athlete and what best, what best helps that. And I think, you know, we're, as far as marijuana testing, I mean, we're, we're operating in a different world than it was 10, 15 years ago. I mean, so many things, obviously, around that with laws, availability, uh, the perception of it. I mean, it's, it's, everything's changed. And, uh, and so I think we've got to continue to adapt to. And I know we're certainly, from our end, trying to study, you know, 
if what we are doing is working, uh, what is working, what's not working. Also looking at attacking it more from a student-athlete welfare perspective um, to maybe to maybe give you an idea of, of, of some of the talks we've had. Let's say we had a player maybe that had an issue with, with abusing alcohol. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily illegal from an NCAA standard, this and that. We would sit down and talk to this player. We would get him counseling. We would, we would approach it more from a wellness and, you know, one, being healthy for the rest of your life, putting yourself in good situations, helping you perform athletically, academically, all those things, and tried to do everything we could. And I don't know that we've all necessarily been able to do that with marijuana specifically uh, because of the ramifications of a guy testing positive. And, uh, you know, you're talking about things that can be very, very devastating to these guys, one, their careers, their scholarships. Obviously, when something like that happens in this day and age, word tends to leak and, you know, can really damage or destroy reputations. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's made it kind of the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. And so, like, like we do with every part of our program, it's, we're trying to evolve. We're, we're not saying, well, we've just done it always like this, so that's how we'll do it. We're trying to improve and make sure we're doing everything we can for our student athletes. So I don't know that I have all the answers right now, but it is ever evolving and it's something we're continuing to look at to make sure we're handling it the very best that we can. Just a quick follow-up. <clears throat> you can't drive five feet in the state without seeing a dispenser. Right. So I'm wondering if a player on your roster has a medical card issued by the state, are they exempted from those tests? Uh, currently, no. Yeah, Lincoln, the uh, spring practice is such a, a big time for teaching um, the players, but with you hiring two new coaches, I'm, one, I'm curious when you hire, when you bring somebody in and they have to learn you, your system, right. your philosophies, they have to learn their players and all this stuff. How much teaching goes on with those guys? How much, and what's your level of expectation for what they're going to be able to do this spring? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's one of the, you know, one of the main reasons that you want to get these guys in soon. Um, I, you know, these two guys that we just hired are both very smart guys. I mean, those guys coming into these staff rooms and picking up what we're doing hasn't been a, hasn't been a problem at all. Didn't anticipate that it would be. I, I do think it helps that they're walking into rooms that are experienced around them. You know, guys that have been in the, their respective offensive and defensive system now for, for multiple years. And, uh, and on top of that, they're both very sharp guys. I, I think the bigger uh, or the more important component is, is learning the players um, and being able to, to spend time with those guys to start to develop the, the relationship and trust that you need to coach these guys at a high level. And so we, we, uh, we do some things behind the scenes to try to help those guys catch up in that, to, to be around our players um, maybe even more than, than we normally are to, to start to build those relationships and both uh, DeMarco and Jamar have done a great job of that so far. Um, so, but certainly one of the exciting things of spring, just like, you know, excited to see new players and new team and all that. You're excited to see the new coaches and how they get out and work. And, uh, you know, certainly, certainly have, uh, I think, made a great impression on our guys and, our, and just our whole program here in a short time already. Um, to, to follow that up, you said things you do behind the scenes to help them catch up to anything you shed light on. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you just, 
I think we just try to create as many opportunities for those guys to get around our players as possible. And then I think you got to create opportunities for the rest of the team, maybe not exactly in their position group, to get to, to, get to know these guys and get to see where their personalities um, and get a feel for what they're like. Because each guy, you know, we, we don't just tell our staff, all right, you know, you know, Jamar, you're responsible for the DNs, outside linebackers, and whatever your special teams role is, and then everybody else don't worry about them. I mean, you, you want each guy to have an impact, and, and all of our coaches are guys that you want them to have an impact on all of our guys. You want one of them to be able to grab an offensive lineman or for DeMarco to be able to grab a DB and, and just talk to these guys. And maybe it has nothing to do about football, but for that, I think the team has got to be able to get to know them. And that's one of my jobs is, is you know, continuing to create opportunities for that to happen. Said it, she didn't like your quarterback. She brought in somebody new. Mm -hmm. With the success you've had, particularly with Jalen, were you contacted quite a bit from, say, grad, uh, grad transfers? And did you give any thought to any of those guys? We we got some calls. Um, we got we got a couple, um, but no, no, zero temptation there. I mean, I we were we were very honest with everybody that that was that was uh, that was not going to happen. Also on the quarterbacks, you talked about you're not averse to taking a starter since you know who it is. Mm -hmm. the, the decade, uh, a year, uh, 10 years ago with Leach, especially that stretch where you had a new quarterback every year. Right. How did he do it? How did it? you remember how, how quarterbacks were picked and when? Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. Um, we had a couple that were just very obvious. Uh, I know B.J. Simmons was. Um, that was pretty clear he was going to be the guy. I remember Sonny Cumbie, and we had brought in a transfer quarterback from Reedley, uh, Robert Johnson, that ended up playing receiver for us there, but they, they kind of duked it out into, uh, into camp. Um, so it was kind of different each year, and that's, that's, I've, I've seen it happen a lot of different ways. The majority of the ones that I've been directly involved with have, have played out, but in those times we've had, you know, We've had multiple good players in the room. Um, and so, I mean, I think that's always a, you know, one is do you feel just good about these guys? Are there starters in this room? If there's only one, then it's and only one guy that can do it. It's pretty obvious. Um, but, you know, thankfully we have those guys. We've got quality depth and we've got, you know, we've got the opportunity for it to be a real competition. I mean, if you've got one guy that's just head and shoulders above everybody and everybody knows it and it's very, Clear cut and easy, then, then kind of like we did with BJ in 2003, do it right away and let the team build around the personality and go ahead and get the reps where he's getting the starter share of the reps and go. Um, but I, I just, you can't force feed that. It's got to be, it's got to be right. Yeah, Lincoln, I know you have uh, Eric Swenson coming back at, at left tackle, but how happy were you with what Stacey Wilkins did last year and how ready is he to make that next step? He's got he's got a chance. Uh, he had a he had a pretty good a pretty good redshirt year, you know, played pretty decent in the games that he came in. Um, really developed some strength, which was probably the the most important thing for him. He's a he's a gifted athlete. Uh, he has elite length. Uh, he can really, really bend and really move. Um, so for us, it was adding a few pounds, you know, hardening his body and then adding both some upper and lower body strength, which he's done that. So I certainly feel like he's ready to compete. 
and then I would say just the offensive line as a whole, uh, we're looking at a lot of different combinations right now. I'll put it that way. You know, where guys have played in the past um, may not necessarily be where, all, where they'll be in the future. Um, you know, we're, you know, that's a group that, you know, we feel like needs to play a lot better for us. I mean, very simply, we, we, we all got to do a better job. Um, we Now, granted, the way our group played last year, you know, 99% of the teams in the country would have been pretty happy with it. Um, but our expectations around here on the on the offensive line are, are a little bit different than most. Gary, Lincoln, have you watched much XFL? The Renegades. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's... Uh, I caught a little bit of Smallwood the other day too, but I've watched. I've watched. I think I've only maybe missed one of Bob's games. Is there anything they're doing in terms of the rules? Something that that could be applied to the college game? Oh yeah, I definitely. Um, I think it's very intriguing what they're doing on the kickoff. Um, are you still able to have a return, but you're minimizing these high-speed impacts? Um, I think it's very interesting. You know, you do lose some of that, the you know, the onside kick, and how do you how do you figure all that in? I know it's part of part of the discussion there. I think the play clock's interesting. It's it, it, the game moves very quickly. Um, I'm still kind of interested to watch how the you know point after a touchdown plays out. You know, where they've got the ability to to choose. I think there's some interesting parts to that. Um, but yeah, if I had to say one right now, that to me. Definitely makes some sense. The the kickoff, I think, is is uh, I think it's a good thought. Yeah, and I don't know if it's been enacted yet because I don't think they've had an overtime game. But the, the sort of the shootout uh, format, if mm -hmm. there's a tie, is that is that feasible? Uh, I, I think it is. I'd be interested to see it to see how it plays out a little bit. But I think it is. The other thing I love too, just maybe it's more from the fans' perspective. I love being able to hear what the replay guys are thinking up in the booth. I think that is. There have been a couple times last year. I'd love to have that in our games. <laughs> Coach, I noticed you didn't mention Trey Norwood at the top. How is he doing? How's his availability? And and also with, with Jamal and Robert moving to linebacker and then Parnell obviously leaving. I mean, right. How would you assess? I know last year Coach Grinch talked about the depth in the secondary a lot. How would you assess the depth there going into spring? Yeah, depth is uh, depth is good. It's certainly better than it was last spring, and it's going to get quite a bit better um, when we get the rest of the rest of the class here in June. Uh, Trey Norwood doing very well. Uh, exceeding expectations on rehab time. He's going to be, uh, there's going to be no limits on what he can do this spring. And he's been, he was an active participant in coaches stations. So um, ahead of the curve, I mean, we're going to be, we're going to be smart with him in spring, uh, but he's going to be able to get a lot of reps. So, you know, he's, he's done a great job. Our medical team's done a tremendous job getting him back. He certainly gained a lot of strength during that time too, you know, which I think is going to make him a, a much better player. So yeah, we're thrilled to have him back. And, and uh, yeah, I think depth's going to be, we're, we're definitely going to be a good place. There were times last spring where, especially at corner, it was, there were some days where it was tough to, you know, tough to even get the near the amount of snaps that we wanted to get. So we're going to be a, a deeper, more experienced group for sure. Eric Bailey. Lincoln, are you guys any closer to resolution on suspensions? and? Do you expect those players to attack spring the way they did bowl game prep? Yeah, uh, very open-ended timeline on that. There's you know, a lot of processes, discussions that are that are taking place. So I will uh, 
soon as they give me any clarification on it, I'll make sure that you guys know. Um, yeah, they're, you know, those guys are going to work. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we're just gonna, you know, those guys won't, won't start a drill. And other than that, they're gonna, they're gonna go practice and get better just like the rest of the team. So they've all had very strong off seasons, doing a great job. I wanted to ask you about Alex. After his first year, his name started popping up for a head coaching position, similar to after your first year at Oklahoma. What's it like being the head coach seeing that versus what you felt like the first year after being an offensive coordinator here? Um, well, it's exciting because, I mean, it's, it means, you know, people re recognizing, you know, the job that Alex, our defensive staff and players have done here in such a, in such a short time, you know, those things don't happen unless there's positive results. So, um, yeah, and it was, it was great. It was great having some of those conversations with Alex that I can remember, um, you know, Bob having with me during that time and being able to, to relate to some of the things going through his head and, and uh, decisions that you have to make. And, you know, we've got a really, really good working relationship. And uh, so, you know, there's, there's no doubt he's going to be a, a really great head coach in the future. So, um, you know, those, those are all positive things. Those are the things that happen when you have success. So, I'm hoping he gets a bunch more calls here in the next few years. Brian Aver. Lincoln, you sort of alluded to earlier the division of responsibilities as it relates to special teams. Have you figured out how exactly you're going to break that down, and, and what are the advantages of doing it that way? Yeah, we have. Um, we have, uh, you know, Coach Beamer is going to take a larger role. Um, you know, we're not going to have a, a a titled special teams coordinator. Um, you know, we think our guys' you know titles and kind of where we're at there are appropriate. So we're not going to have a person that has special teams coordinator listed next to their name. But if we did, he would be the guy. Um, and then uh, yeah, it's still going to be a. A combination of, of our other coaches being involved with the other teams. There's there are specific responsibilities, but honestly, from a schematic standpoint, I, I don't really want to say who's going to do what because it there does provide some advantages for us early in the season. Uh, you lost um, a lot of receivers, Stephen Lamb, along with Grant Calcaterra and Baskin, those guys, Lee Morris. How big a spring is it for a guy like Charles Rambo, who got his first extensive playing time? Just improving, but also I would think some leadership there that's going to be missing. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, very talented room, but very, very thin and in some in some respects inexperienced. Um, yeah, it's going to be important. I mean, he's a guy that we're going to need to take the next step. You know, he really, really did some nice things last year, especially in the beginning of the year. Made some some big, very important plays. Um, I think he's got a lot of confidence going forward. Um, I know our quarterback's got a lot of confidence in him as well. Um, there's been a lot of things just physically that he needs to improve on, you know, adding some weight and strength, which he's done. I'm in the indoor uh, a couple of days ago, and you can, you know, his body is really, probably more than any period that I can remember, has really started to change um, and really develop. And so, yeah, excited about that. Yeah, we are going to need to lead, need him to lead us um, and to lead that group because he is one of the older, more experienced guys in that room, and going to be a lot of young guys that are going to be asked to contribute and get a lot of opportunities. But you got to have you have to have leaders in that room, and you know he has to be that guy for us. Period. And uh, both in his play and the way he carries himself and the way that he pushes his teammates. 
Creed's a guy who wasn't around last spring for you guys. Um, talk about maybe how disappointed you were with how things went um, with the expectations of that group. How important is it that Creed's going to be going through with the three other guys that are returning off this uh, starting offensive line last year? Yeah, I mean, and I wouldn't say, you know, disappointed. I would just say, you know, we just have a high standard here. And, uh, you know, we, you know, you don't, still produce like we did offensively by being bad on the offensive line. We certainly weren't bad by any stretch, but we, we need to be better and we expect to be better. And uh, yeah, certainly having our, you know, our, our, our leader there is, is important for the development of this group, not only just some continuity and, and, and all that, but just the kind of the mentality of the group as, as that builds. And, uh, you know, you need that guy there. And so I, I think it'll be important for Creed as a player too. Um, you know, we expectations for him to, to play his very best ball, and it takes a lot to do that. And uh, so he's got to get, you know, playing the very best he can, lead these guys. And uh, I don't know, group's hungry right now, and, and, and we need them to be. You talked a lot about how successful the 7.30 kickoff was for the spring game last year. Having it five this year, uh, what were some of the benefits that you guys saw in getting that kickoff a couple hours earlier? Yeah, we hoped it would maybe be a little bit more versatile time um, for our, you know, for our team, um, for our fans, um, our recruits, kind of everybody. Um, in that it's, you know, still going to be under the lights. Um, it's going to give you know people within a couple hour radius here time if they if they choose to come enjoy all the festivities that day, see the game, and still get home at a reasonable hour. Um, so now we just kind of thought it, it made the most sense, and uh, I know the response has been very strong so far. Okay, time for just a couple more, Terry Murdoch. You, you kind of addressed it earlier, but you know, Alex was always very honest and didn't sugarcoat what his situation was in the secondary. I, I'm curious, just going into an offseason off of that LSU game when it was pretty much worst case scenario for young guys like Woody, like. Uh, do you are you concerned about that affecting guys going forward, or is it just? Like, if you're not ready to play, you're not ready to play, and that just proves it. Uh, no, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's one game, you know, and you can point to a bunch of other games where we really played extremely well in the secondary. Um, you know, obviously the but goal. Those young guys yeah. That yeah. Play all year, yeah. You know, that was their first no, I think, because I, I do think there were a lot of positives. I mean, there's, there's so much uh, that, a guy like a Woody Washington can take and learn from that. And there was, you know, Woody specifically, there was a lot of things in that game he did extremely well that when you go back and watch the tape and like that was his real first playing time and you watch several of those plays, you're like, wow, like that's that's pretty good considering the circumstances, the environment, the amount of practice reps, I mean, all those. So um, no, I, I think it's I think it's a positive for those guys, without a doubt. I've even We've even mentioned a few times that a few of those guys that got extended playing time in that game that were young, that maybe it was a little unexpected or with the injury suspensions, all of that, uh, you can tell they did in a positive way because uh, there's, there's just an experience factor and having been in that environment that, that you just can't replace. And uh, so no, I, think it's, uh, I think it's already been a positive. I think it'll continue to be. Coach, you know, with football, you got a lot of guys in close quarters. You got spring break coming up, guys possibly traveling. Yeah. With that in mind, is coronavirus on your radar? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now I give our administration credit. We've, we've 
kind of attack that from the front end. So we we always keep tabs on where our guys are going for spring break. We've been um, we've done that a little bit earlier. Been a little bit more aggressive with it this year. Um, had a couple of meetings to educate our guys, especially our guys that have had any considerations about leaving the country, um, about potential risks, how to handle it, ways to stay in, in communication. We had several guys that were going to go to a uh, uh, a study abroad trip um, out of the country that that's that's been canceled or or potentially moved back into the states. Um, we've had several guys that have canceled travel plans that we're planning to to go out of the country. So no, it's a it's a concerning time, you know, and the last thing you want is, you know, something to change and a border to get shut down or a player to be exposed or not able to get back here. Um, so, you know, we're monitoring it, educating our guys, you know, again, credit to our administration, uh, everybody for kind of being on the front end of it. All right, thank you, guys. You've been listening to head football coach Lincoln Riley. Thanks for listening to the Lincoln Riley Press Conference presented by Allstate. For the Sooner Sports Network and Learfield IMG College, I'm Michael Dean.